And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Thursday, November 30th. Oh my gosh, November. Boy, did it go by quickly. Uh, I, 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 you know, we're always recording ahead and so when I read these dates, it's it's mind-boggling to me. Um, but this is what happens. Time marches on. And by the way, time is marching on while maybe you've got a financial question. And maybe we could give you some respite from the anxiety you're feeling about a question. Or maybe we can give you a nice gentle nudge to get those estate documents done. Or maybe we can help you get to a different solution without blowing up the rest of your financial life. All you need to do is go to the website, jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. Right now, let's talk to Alex, who's on the line from the Bay Area. Hey, Jill and Mark. Well, thanks for having me on. I uh, I was actually reaching out to you to do a bit of a check-in on some retirement planning that we're doing. Okay. We do a lot of that. So tell me, what's, what's your situation? We're kind of eager to retire early and do some traveling. And so the plan we came up with was kind of a hybrid thing where we cover stuff, you know, kind of pre-Medicare uh, just mm-hmm. to cover the healthcare, and then kind of a secondary one once we reach that. Our plans seem pretty good so far, and it, they almost seem too good. So I, I'm really worried that maybe we missed something. And I was just kind of looking forward to having a second set of eyes on that. You betcha. We'll even give you a third set with Marks. This reminds <laughs> me, by the way, of there's a great New Yorker cartoon, uh, a Roz Chess cartoon. And it's like these people freaking out. And the caption is, what if things go all too well? Like That <laughs> exactly. freaks you out too much. Okay, so let's get the uh, facts here. Alex, how old are you? Uh, 50. Okay. And you said a we. So tell me about the we. How old is the we? Uh, yeah, my wife's also 50. Okay, got it. Kids? Uh, yep, we have three. Uh, one is 21, and we have some twins who are 15. Oh, my God. All right. Um, and is 21 done with college or partially or not at school? Where where does 21-year-old lie in the in the process? He has one more year left. Okay. Are you looking at the sort of the graduation of the twins from college for the beginning first phase of the retirement? Well, we're actually looking at maybe the 
graduation from high school. Oh, I'm young, kids. Good luck. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. This is great. Okay. So we're talking about, let's call it, uh, so 53-ish. Is that what we're thinking? Three more years? Okay. Phase one is age 53 to 65, right? Right. Phase two is 65 and beyond, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And- Tell us a little bit about your situation. So how much money have you saved? How, how possible is this? Let's check it out. All right. Well, we have uh, about 1.7 in our uh, retirement accounts, mm-hmm. uh, 1.7 million. And then we have about 240,000 outside of those accounts. So part of this plan, the pre-plan uh, kind of hinges on selling the house and mm. kind of living off that equity. Okay. How much is the house worth? Uh, about 1.4. And is there a mortgage remaining on it? Yes, four hundred and sixty thousand. All right. So, essentially, by the time you retire, you got a million dollars. Any tax due on that? For even though you know you're you get to exclude a half a million of the gain, any other tax that might be due for capital gains purposes? No, I think we might be just at the limit to to do it tax free. Okay, great. So you have a million. You you will have a million bucks when you look at your ages, say fifty three to sixty five. How much do you think you need to actually spend in that period on an annual basis? We're thinking um, 100000 a year. And then what about phase two? Uh, phase two, also, we're planning on $120,000. Mm-hmm. Um, so we figure, uh, you know, Social Security will kick in a little bit there, but also we're hoping that our retirement money has grown in the meantime to allow for that. Kind of okay. the 3% rule is what we're hoping for. Okay. So how much money are you saving currently? So we're maxing out our 401ks plus the uh, catch-up contribution. And then we're trying to maximize some money outside of uh, the retirement fund since we're going to need access to that. So mm-hmm. we're currently putting away about 30000 a year in that. Okay. So this is a lot of saving for sure. Okay. Is there money set aside for the Twins College? Yes, we have uh, about 200000 saved for them. Okay, great. How much do you guys earn together? Uh, 350000 Is there any flexibility on the time in terms of, you know, 53 versus 55? Like, how do you guys feel about that? Is it like, oh, my God, we're doing this no matter what, so deal with it, Jill, and make the plan work? Well, yeah, I mean, we are very eager. Um, we both kind of had some health scares over the last few years. So we're, we're really kind of in that mindset of like, you know, life's short and let's, let's get on with this. But it's not a hard, fast. We're kind of looking at the, the high school graduation as sort of like the gate. But we're also not trying to, you know, throw everybody out of the house and, and go nomadic right then either. <laughs> so there's a little room. We're actually thinking of possibly just um, maybe renting a house kind of locally for a year just to kind of help with the transition. That's smart, actually. That's actually a really smart plan because then you can sort of get into the mindset of what it's like and, you know, kind of say, oh, this is great. I can lock the door and it's someone else's problem, which I like a lot. When you look at the, you say you think you're on the right track and things are going all too well. Tell me about that. What is it that you see that is encouraging to you? Well, it seems like, you know, um, we've been trying to fit all the pieces together and, and, one of the big linchpins of this is sort of switching from having a house with equity and trying to be in this paid off house to essentially burning that equity. Essentially, we'd be living in VRBOs and that type of thing. And the the money seems to work as far as how much it would cost per month to do that. Mm-hmm. But I guess part of me is, you know, we've spent our whole life kind of like, you know, buy the house, pay down the house. And then it's like, oh, are we going to turn around and 
essentially spend all that equity? You know, are we talking ourselves into a stupid move there? Well, it's not stupid. I mean, it's kind of it's like the dream, but. Um, it, you know, so I don't want to say like, you know, that's why I was thinking that, that when you said sell the house, so you are presuming that the phase one is financed with the million dollars of equity, right? Right. Plus the other stuff we have saved. Okay. So in which case you're looking at what happens over 12 years with, I'm just going to kind of round it because by the time you retire, it's going to be say $2 million, right? So what you're saying is, will the $2 million, what will it grow to by the time I'm we're 65? And also you're not putting money into that, right? So you have the, the 2 million and then what that 2 million could generate for you guys and in that second phase of your retirement, right? So like, honestly, it's not perfect, but I see how you can make it work. I would be a little bit more comfortable if you had a larger cushion for the non-retirement assets. I would like it that if you came back, you know, from this period, from phase one, I really would like it if you had more than zero dollars in non-retirement assets. So I, I, I feel a little bit like, you sure it's 53? Could we make it 55? Could it be, you know, and, and like, and then maybe test it. I mean, obviously you're going to test this every year you get closer, but I'm presuming what happens is that when you look at the money that you say, okay, I've got a $2 million portfolio. What will that generate in a withdrawal rate later in life? Plus my social security, we're covered back of the envelope. I think you're right, but it's close. It's close. I would feel better, not so much if you had more money in retirement, but that if you really gave yourself a bigger cushion in that brokerage account, that's where I would go. And I think that, look, we don't know what the housing market's going to be like. Maybe, you know, instead of netting a million bucks, you'll be netting 1.3 million and there's a little tax to pay, which is fine. We don't know where income tax rates are going so that when I look at the 2 million, and you're pulling money out of that. And I don't know whether you're pulling that out and being forced to pay at a 22% or a 12%. We don't know yet. I think that there's enough variables here that at least make me pause and think, hmm, I sure would like there to be a little bit more of a cushion. And that cushion you can create just honestly by working an extra year, maybe two. If that is horrifying to you, then you probably can make it work. It's just that you might have to really, by the time phase two comes around, you're going to have to make a real determination whether the 120 a year is too much. And we don't know that yet. If you want maximum flexibility in the plan, you put more money into the brokerage account. If you are saying, screw the flexibility, I want to like pursue my dreams. Life is short and it can be a little scary out there. Then you have to be willing to at least consider whether or not that 120 is in play. I don't want to have to think about reducing my income later in life. You know, I mean, if it happens naturally, great. Like you may be surprised to say like, I'm not spending a hundred grand a year. We're spending 80 grand a year in phase one and we're spending a hundred grand a year in phase two and we are rocking and rolling. That's great. Okay. I just don't know if that's where you'll be. And for folks who are making a good chunk of money, 350 grand a year, even though you're saving a lot, you're used to a certain living standard. And I want you guys to be clear that something may have to give and maybe we're wrong. Maybe everything is, does go so well that you are, you know, smooth sailing for both phases. 
Well, that sounds good. That's um, that is eye opening because I think I was a little more worried about phase two than phase one. So this will give me something to kind of to look at. You know, look, if if there is something that changes and things are way better, then, yeah, that's great. You know, I always like way better is good, but we don't plan based on that. We plan based on worst case scenario and we work our way back and then we don't ever have to worry about the worst case scenario. So that's the beauty of sort of looking at your big picture. Before you leave, please, please make sure that all those estate documents are up to date. Make sure that all letters of instruction are up to date. Make sure kids know where stuff is, all that kind of stuff. Have those sort of those usually what would be more of like later in life talks you got to have them sooner rather than later because weird crap can happen all over the place, right? Definitely. If you want to join us, it's so easy. A few clicks away. JillOnMoney.com. That is our website. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter and check out all the content that lives there. Also, I would really love for you to check out the Jill on Money live subscription service. $35 gets you access to quarterly live webinars for the next 12 months and a lot of cool bonus content. You'll see, it's all right there. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to the pod, and you can subscribe to Jill on Money on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow, which will be December. How weird is that? All right, talk to you tomorrow.